Welcome to Season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. Welcome in, everybody, to I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. This is episode two of season three. Tom has entitled this National Landscape. That's as good as a title as I could have come up with. And, Tom, I heard a rumor on the Twitter machine last week that mm. our, our valued listeners, all 22 of them, have come up with a drinking game. Every time I say uh or um, they're drinking. And last week alone, we took three to the emergency room. <laughs> I need to join in on that myself. <laughs> Dude, I re listen I hardly ever listen because I hate my voice. You know, I have the I have the face for radio and the voice for newspaper. So I seldom listen, but I'm like, you know, I need to listen to it. And dude, it was um uh uh um um I'm like, man, I gotta do better. We're gonna chalk that up to week one jitters and we're gonna move on. So yeah, how, you just how, gotta put it behind you, just like a loss during the season. You put it behind you, you look forward, you correct some mistakes. You play who's on your schedule. Nice, nice pep talk. Do you do you ever do you watch Ted Lasso by chance? It's on Apple TV. Never heard of him, dude. I need to give you my my uh uh. <laughs> I need to give you my login. It, it the gist of it is this: it's a soccer club in in England, and it, they have wait, hired. Wait, before you go on, is that a humble brag? Thinking that I can't afford Apple TV. No, I, I don't pay it. Myself. I can't, but I just <laughs> why pay why pay for to watch one uh one series? I'll let you have my credentials. Okay. I did not know I have, if you buy an Apple product, you get twelve months free. So I'm logging on. I'm ready to to input my credit card, and it just pops up. Hey, everything's free. And I asked Eli about it. He's like, Yeah, you buy an iPhone, and you're good to go for twelve months. I'm like, Well, I bought my iPhone in December. That'd been nice to know back in December. But basically, the lady that owns the club has her and her husband got divorced. He cheated on her, and she's going to try to run the club in the ground. So she hires Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis, and he's an American football coach, coach Wichita State, and like one FCS or whatever. And he has no soccer knowledge at all. So hilarity ensues. But he <laughs> talks about being a goldfish. He said this is the best animal alive. It has a 10-second memory. And that's what I've got to have, Tom. i got to have a 10-second memory on my uhs and ums. I got you. Well, I'm piecing the story together. When you first said that he was running the club into the ground, I'm thinking this lady owns a nightclub. And then you said some context clues that maybe think maybe it's a soccer club. It is. A don't soccer tell club. me. Don't tell me. I, I want to be surprised okay. when you give me the login. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight, how's, how's your week been? Been uh, last week? Good week. 
Uh, yeah, it's not bad. We, we've just been very, very slammed at work, which I got no complaints on. I'll knock on wood. We're just uh, having a hard time keeping up. I will say, you, you may hit on this, but before we get going, it's, uh, it sucks about Bobby Bowden. That was not really a, uh, a surprise uh, as far as uh, his health was declining pretty rapidly. And I think they had actually announced last week that, that Terry had taken a leave of absence from whichever school he's at now. Is he still, where is he at again? Akron, I believe. Akron. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that sucked. I'll, I'll tell you what. I really, really was disappointed back in the day when we didn't get Bobby Bowden as coach. He wanted to come. Yeah. Oh, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, he's an, he's an Alabama guy, and that guy wanted to come, and he he would have he would have been an absolute juggernaut at the University of Alabama. And yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. That would have – see, we had, we had Ray Perkins, which was the guy after the guy, of course, Coach Bryant. And then, you know, you never want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the guy after the guy after the guy. And that's what Bobby Bowden would have been. You know, which it leads to a discussion, though, and this would, we could talk about this. Well, we're already running short on time, Tom. We could talk about this on two or three podcasts in a row. You know, would we – first off, we would not have uh, suffered through the Mikes, the Mike Shula, Mike Dubose, Mike Price, but would we have Saban here? That is – we'll talk about that. We're going to do a radio teaser. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's definitely a butterfly effect. And, it, it you know, it's hard to predict those sorts of things, and that's why you can't – you can't look a gift horse in the mouth, especially a Saban gift horse. But uh, but it is it is a, a sad day uh, for, for the Bowden family. Prayers go out to them for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't see any way – you know, we always talk about the Mount Rushmore <laughs> – you know what's on the Mount Ru- Mount Rushmore of beer? What's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, video games? Uh, Bobby Bowden's on the Mount Rushmore of coaches, and anyone that says otherwise, I take umbrage with. No doubt. All right. Well, glad you brought that up. Another thing about Bobby Bowden hated Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right. And Florida. Jump into, <laughs> let's jump into our P five conference champions. And what we're going to do tonight? We're going to talk about. Who we believe is going to win the other four conferences. Of course, next week will be SEC East. We'll break it down. And every, we are both of us have Georgia winning, I'm sure. And then the SEC West sure. the next week. And, then, hey, after that, dude, we're in the game week. So, But let's cover P5. What we're going to do, we're going to discuss the, the other four conference champions. And then we're going to put uh, one, two, three of those in the playoffs. Because uh, we, we really believe that there will be an SEC team in the playoffs, maybe two but definitely one. So let's kick it off with the ACC. No surprise here. Uh, I'm going with Clemson. I'm going with them at 11 and one uh, with a loss to Georgia. I've got them losing the the first game of the season, and then running the table in the ACC. The ACC is just is so weak sauce, man. They don't have the athletes to keep up with Clemson. I do think they'll be pushed this year a little bit because uh, that DJ Ungungale, however you pronounce his name, you know, he had a couple of starts last year, but now he lost at Notre Dame. And I understand Notre Dame was an adequate football team last year, but, <coughs> excuse me, I, I just don't see Bama going to Notre Dame with a backup quarterback last year, even though it was Bryce Young. I don't see us losing to Notre Dame at Notre Dame like Clemson did. So, how do you, do you have a – I'll go ahead and let you go ACC as well. I assume you have Clemson. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah, I have Clemson. Uh, 
they are the cream of that conference as they are every year. Now, I will say this, and I agree with you, that there are a couple potential roadblocks for Clemson for at least winning the conference. Now, after Georgia, like you just mentioned, after Georgia, Clemson doesn't face another ranked team on their schedule. And and that's that's sad and it really goes to a testament and my and I always I always fall back on this. Over the past five, six, seven years, I'd have to look back at exactly when it started, when when Clemson first hit the national landscape. It's been a Clemson and Alabama show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama, of course, has got the better of that show by far. But if you if you go out there and ask anybody in college football, it's Alabama, Clemson, and, and Ohio State's close there, particularly because they did get the one national championship there in the in the early. But it's it's mainly Alabama, Clemson. But what's so impressive about Alabama's run. See how we go into ACC and all of a sudden I'm going to talk about how impressive Alabama is. That's what you get when you're listening to I'm Not Targeting. This, is, target. a, this is a Bama podcast. <laughs> but what's so impressive about Alabama's run is they have played year in and year out against national champion LSU, uh, perennial power the last three or four years, Georgia, uh, national champion Auburn. Uh, you've got um, you, you've got teams that Mississippi State was ranked number one in the first season of. The, I mean, that's how that's how balanced, that's how strong the SEC is as a whole is. And Alabama made that run there. And and you look at this year's schedule with Clemson, and they open up with Georgia. Commend them for doing that. I mean, they're not they're not avoiding it. It's just it's not their fault that the other teams in the ACC are that bad, but they just are. And so they open up with Georgia, and then after that, it's 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 nothing. Their their toughest game after that is going to be. I, I'm I'm looking down through here. It's got to be probably at North Carolina State. At, They're tough. Uh, at Pitt, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you're juggling at North Carolina State and at Pitt, you're you're not missing much. So that just it's a testament of how dominant Alabama has been as far as navigating the schedule they have versus the schedule that Clemson has every year. But since we're on the ACC, I'll say, yes, Clemson is is the cream of the crop. I think the other two teams in the in the conference, if they can give them any trouble at all, which I, they're, they're good, one's North Carolina, the other's Miami, which we open with, up with here in a few weeks. But Clemson avoids both of those in regular season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll they'll end up cakewalking to the title game, and they've got a one-game shot of, of likely, you know, getting into the playoffs. So, uh, but but same same with you. Uh, I, you can't bet against Clemson right now uh, with the teams that are out. It's easier to bet against Alabama, in my opinion, based on the competitors that are in the conference, even though Alabama has done more with it. But, but agreed, Clemson. Yeah, and you know, kind of piggybacking on what's their toughest game, I'm not sure their next toughest game won't turn out to be at South Carolina to end the year, which is an SEC team. It could be. It could be. South Carolina has definitely not got a history uh, here lately of giving them a toughest game, but uh, 
but they, let's see, I actually have the schedules in front of me. South Carolina has lost 38-3, to 56-35, 34-10, and 56-7. to 7. So if that's any indication, you're incorrect. But <laughs> it could be. That still could be their toughest game, even if the result is like that. So. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's bad. All right, I'll let you start with a big. All right, the big. Now, see, this is the most interesting conference out there to me this year as far as competitiveness outside the sec of course we're talking Mm -hmm. about national landscape but uh i think there are legitimately five teams in the big 10 that could make a run at the title uh ohio state obviously always leads that list i think penn state has they have a lot of returning players coming back for Penn State. I think I think they're good. Wisconsin probably has the best quarterback coming back, and they're loaded at defense again. Iowa, again, another strong candidate from last year. Now, last year we had a small sample size, if you remember. Some of the teams in the Big Ten played six or seven games. Some of them played three. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, but but one of the dark horses that I see in the conference, if you want to call them a dark horse, because they went 6-1 and one in the league last year, and that was Indiana. Indiana has got a big-time offense. I really like them. Last year, their only loss in conference was to Ohio State, and that was a 42-35 to 35 game. They lost by seven. Now, they were mm-hmm. down big earlier, I believe, and make a, made a late run you know, to make it a seven-point game, but it wasn't like it was a garbage seven-point game. They had a made, made a late run, and – and might have had the ball for it with a chance to tie, if I remember. I, I, I can't recall that far back. But uh, nonetheless, I think any of those teams could surprise people and win the Big Ten this year. I think it's a little more open than it usually is, particularly with Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback. Now, they got, they're just like Alabama. they got talent stacked on top of talent. But sometimes the quarterback position is a little more tricky. The five stars don't always play like five stars at the QB spot. But with all that being said, Ohio State still has far and away the easiest schedule out there. They avoid Wisconsin and Iowa, both of those teams that I talked about. They have Penn State, uh, the third team there. They have them at home. They do go on the road at Indiana. So the, the road game at Indiana is tough, but that's uh you know that's a one offer. The other teams, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, their schedules are littered with tough road games against each other, with you know against uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. I didn't mention Michigan because I don't think they're a legitimate contender, but it's if you're going to go on the road at the big house, it's a tough game. So, uh, with all that being said, based on schedule alone, I'm still going to keep Ohio State as the uh, leader in the Big Ten, but it would not surprise me if one of those other teams slipped up and and made the championship game instead of Ohio State, or if Ohio State lost in the title game to uh, either Wisconsin or Iowa on the other side. Yeah, I I concur. I have Ohio State. I uh, have them at 11-1. and one. Uh, You know, they do. You didn't mention this. They play Oregon week. Uh, what week is that? Yeah, like second week, I believe. You know what? I'm looking at the schedule right now. If I, I did a cut-and-paste job. According to this, Ohio State is off on week one. 
Now they they go to Minnesota. They're on they play on a Thursday and not a Saturday, which is probably why your schedule is okay. a blip there. Okay, so Oregon is week two, I guess. That's right. Okay, well I've got them beating Oregon. We'll have more on that later, but I think somebody's going to get them this year. And as much as I would love to go with Wisconsin, I would love to go with Penn State, but I just they don't have the horses to keep up with them. And we've mentioned quarterbacks. I don't, I didn't know when we wanted to throw this in there. But this is something I find very I, – I wouldn't say fascinating. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but very interesting. Did you know, regardless of who makes the playoffs this year, you're going to have four teams make the playoffs. All four teams are going to have a quarterback that have never started a playoff game. Because last year's four participants were Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Everybody graduated their quarterback. That's interesting. Has that happened yet? I doubt it. To be honest, I know no because you know the first year, uh, Bama the first made year it, it was you no know, the first year all four of them were new so this at least happened once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's funny though the first year everybody did ever ever quarterback was a uh, all the starters did not if they would have made it the next year those teams they would have not they would have had a new quarterback because the four teams that made it were Florida State Jameis Winston he was gone you had Oregon. And what's his face from Hawaii won the Heisman Trophy? Plays uh, Marcus Mariota, he was gone. You had Bama make it, Blake Sims, he was gone. And then you had Ohio State, Cardell Jones, which he was the third stringer. Mm-hmm. He split time, I guess, with Braxton Miller the next year, but I don't think that he was ever considered the starter. But you know, recently Jake Coker was a, a you know he was one shot deal but then you had Deshaun Watson that made it two years in a row you had Trevor Lawrence made it three years in a row and then you've had two have made it twice in a row Jalen Hurts a starter yeah Jalen made it twice in a row and then two have made it the one time when of course Jalen made Jaylen. it three times in a row right well but not a starter but yeah not you're as correct. a starter you're that's correct, correct. yeah but anyway, as much as I would like to pick Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, I, I can't do it. I do think Ohio State loses one based on quarterback play. And uh, But I've got, you know, so, so far we are Clemson, Ohio State, no big shockers there. Big 12. We're toeing the line. Big 12. I, I'm going to be interested to see if we have the same team. I have Iowa State winning this conference at 10-2. and two. They are. I, I know nothing about Iowa State. I don't keep up with them enough, but I know when Texas and Oklahoma bolted for the SEC, the first thing all the media started saying was, man, I feel so bad for Iowa State. They've got such a good team, and now it's just going to ruin their, their chances if, if the Big 12 folds. So I'm going to take the media at their word. And I looked at their schedule. They have Northern Iowa – Iowa, at UNLV, at Baylor, Kansas. I'm going to say – and then they have a bye week. I'm going to say they're going to be 5-0 and at the bye week. So, going to be playing with a ton of confidence. But more than anything, I think Oklahoma and Texas, that's going to be the, the popular choices, specifically Oklahoma. They got probably the best returning quarterback out there in Spencer Rattler. I just think they're really going to – I think those teams are really going to struggle this year in the Big 12. Dude, they are so pissed, and rightfully so – I just think they're going to get everybody's shot. Not that Texas doesn't get everybody's best shot normally, kind of like Notre Dame, kind of like Alabama, kind of like if you play Clemson or USC. But it's just going to be turned up a notch, man. They, The coaches, the pregame talk, 
the their opponents are going to come out with their hair on fire 11 straight weeks, 11 straight games. I don't think – I've got Oklahoma and Texas both losing two. I've got Iowa State losing two, but I've got Iowa State beating Oklahoma head up or well, at least splitting with Oklahoma and Texas. So I've got them winning the Big 12. Of course, that does put them in the championship game, And I, but I think they beat Oklahoma. I think it will be them and Oklahoma, the top two teams. And I think everybody will be picking against Iowa State, saying the first game was a fluke and Iowa State will beat Oklahoma again. So, Big 12, Iowa State. First off, can you explain to me the tiebreaker in the Big 12 to get to the championship game? I think ultimately if you have A beats B, B beats C, C beats A, I think ultimately it comes down to probably the rankings of the playoff committee would be my guess. Wrong. The youngest cheerleader on the squad gets a first pick, and she doesn't have to pick their own team. If if the youngest cheerleader between A, B, and C uh, has the choice – and if she's, for instance, Oklahoma, she does not have to pick Oklahoma to get there. It's a weird, weird thing. It's probably one of the reasons that Texas and Oklahoma are getting out of the league. But uh, nonetheless, I just you felt really confident when you said that uh, Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma would all have two losses, and yet you had a, a, Iowa State winning it. So just making sure you were aware of the tiebreaker procedure out there. So I, I was not. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with my pick because at this point I, I typed this out and I don't have any wide out with me. So we're just going to stick with our Iowa State at 10 and No, it's, it's a good pick because I did the research and turns out uh, Misty Jenkins for Iowa State was born on January the 3rd and she would be the ranking youngest member of the Big 12 cheerleading squad. And so if it does come to a, a tiebreaker, I expect Misty will actually vote for her own team. It's not unprecedented for him to vote for someone else, but I think she'll toe the line, just like we did in the other two conferences. So getting back to the Big 12, who I think will win, people will think we collaborated here to begin with because we've both picked Clemson, we both picked Ohio State, and believe it or not, I also have Iowa State winning really? the Big 12. I do. I really, fl- I was really back and forth between Iowa State and Oklahoma, but one of the things that I looked at, and I, I like doing this, obviously I, I look at, at uh, current schedule, uh, moving forward, and and the Big Twelve is 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 a little easier to look at schedules. Like when I just mentioned Clemson avoided North Carolina, Miami, and I and I mentioned that Ohio State avoided Wisconsin and Iowa. You don't have that luxury in the Big Twelve. They're they're in the Big Twelve because they have so many teams, eight or nine, ten, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they play everybody. Yeah. So it's it's not like you leave or you get a lucky schedule and miss some of the guys. So they all play each other. But last year, Iowa State and and let me let me make sure. I think they were eight and one or or eight and two going to the title game. Is that correct? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I think they lost. Yeah, I think they were eight and one last year. Uh, going into the title game, they beat Oklahoma in the regular season, then lost the rematch in the title game. Uh, and, and so Oklahoma ended up winning the conference. But with all that being said, 
Iowa State returns, break your fingers out here, 11 starters on offense. 11. Nice. Nice. Now, of course, there were some people that played that are not – that are uh, no longer there, split times for some yeah. tight ends and stuff. But they, they return 11 starters on offense and nine on defense. Nine. This is a team that went 8-1 and one last year in the Big 12 and has notched a win against Oklahoma. This team will be absolutely stacked coming into this year. I'm not going to say they dominated everybody last year, but when you win eight games, you've got something going for you. And I would expect them to improve year over year. And so I do not think it's a stretch at all to get a, a Iowa State in, in the driver's seat in the Big 12. And I don't necessarily agree with your premise about Texas and Oklahoma having a target on the back because they already have. You know, they, they're they like Alabama – in the SEC, they're like Ohio State in the Big 12 or the Big 10. They're like USC in the Pac-12. It doesn't matter if they're up, down, or indifferent. Every team out there wants to beat them, and if they do, they're pulling down the goalpost. It just happens. I mean, that's what's going to happen. If, if Vanderbilt – Vanderbilt might quit the sport of football if they beat Alabama uh, in, in any year. They, they may just quit. <laughs> They just we've we've done it. <laughs> we're finished. That's all we were been after. <laughs> uh, so, but but from from the Big Twelve standpoint, I do think Iowa State's got a good team. I think they're they're solid on offense. They put up a lot of points, and returning nine starters on defense is is no shabby feat in anything. And and they're doing it on a team that was good. Sometimes. I've probably overused the joke where where a team goes two and nine and go, you know, the good news is they're returning ten players on offense. The bad news is they're repri- returning the same ten <laughs> players that went two and nine last year. But that's not the case for Iowa State. So believe it or not, we're we're simpatico through three conferences. Hopefully we can mix it up a little bit in the Pac twelve. Well, I doubt we will, but I'll let you lead Pac-12. It was your turn to lead on that one, and I'm anxious to see. I'm shocked you had Iowa State, but that's what makes this podcast so great, Tom, is I'm over here going with gut feel and reading the tea leaves, and you're actually doing actual research. So, (laughs) good job. The other good uh, thing about this podcast is I have no idea what you're going to say minute to minute. (laughs) (laughs) So, I didn't didn't want to – last year, I'll just take the – listeners back a, a, a couple times last year I, it, it might have been last year or the year before last we were doing this and I went first on the conference and I picked a team and you said well I was going to pick them but since you did I'll go with the other team <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we really we did we never respected your opinion after that <laughs> <laughs> all right enough chatter let's get to okay, the pack 12 okay, okay. you got pack 12 pack 12 all right so I was I was a little bit torn here. I think um, Washington and Oregon both have similarly competitive teams. I think either one of those teams is probably heads and shoulders above the rest of the conference. And and I'm not I'm not completely up on my Pac-12 divisions. I think, and I'm trying to flip over here to my resource i think they're in the same division washington and oregon couldn't tell you don't care (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, I just confirmed it. They're both they're both in the Pac-12 North. Uh, I think those are your two best teams by far. Mm-hmm. I, uh, USC <laughs> and Utah are your two teams in the South. I think USC, even though I get tired of picking USC to win the South or, or compete for the title just like I do Texas every year. Oh, sorry, Texas, you're now an SEC teams. Uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> I think uh, Washington and Oregon are definitely are your cream of the crop. And when I look through their schedules, which which I, I lean a lot on the schedules, a lot, a lot of times I'll pick teams that may not be the best talented team but may have the better chance of going undefeated. Uh, or say undefeated. Pac-12's not going undefeated. They haven't been undefeated since, gosh, when's a, did they go undefeated in track and field? Or uh, what is Stanford? What are they always winning those titles with over at Stanford? Oh, they always win. They've got every sport known to man, every Olympic sport. They always win that all sports trophy or whatever yeah, they call it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, surely they go undefeated in something, don't uh, they? You would hope so. Maybe a lacrosse or a water polo or something. Any, anyway, uh, Washington has by far and away, I think, the easiest schedule in conference in particular. Now, one thing that I, I do think is is interesting, which is uh, you commented on a while ago about Oregon playing Ohio State in week two. Also in week two, Washington plays at Michigan. So both the top two teams, in my opinion, in the Pac-12 play Ohio State and Michigan from the Big Ten in week two. That's going to be a really interesting dynamic one, particularly if one conference sweeps the other. If one conference sweeps the other, you can almost write that conference off. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they split, both conferences are still alive, still kicking and whatnot. But if if if, if one of them sweeps, I, I, I think the Big Ten is out of the playoff, possibly the Pac-12 if, if they get swept. That's just a supposition, but uh, – I'm rambling on to say that that I will take Washington because of the easier schedule. When they get in the Pac-12 play, their road games are Oregon State, Arizona, Stanford, and Colorado. Stanford's really the only team that gives me a little bit of pause there. Colorado's been on an uprise a little bit lately in the last couple years, but that's still a pretty manageable road schedule. And I would expect both Washington and Oregon to hold serve at home, so... That's going to be my pick for the Pac-12. Well, I was going to go with Washington as well, but since you did, I'll change it to Oregon. <laughs> See? <laughs> no, totally kidding. I, I've got Oregon. I got them at 11-1. and one. I, I really want to pick them to beat Ohio State in week two, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I, they're not going to have the athletes to match up for four quarters. I could see – I don't even know who the quarterback is for Ohio State this year. I know the Quinn Ewers kid from Texas, you know, he's already foregone his senior year, and I guess he's reclassifying because as soon as he can sign with Ohio State, he's a millionaire. Like they're going to – you know, the, the NIL is going to pay him close to seven figures, if not seven figures. Don't get me started on Garrett McMillan's contract. <clears throat> So, so well, he and Bryce Young are almost at seven figures by themselves. By themselves, mind you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I agree that – and see, we didn't even discuss this. UCLA – LSU goes to UCLA. 
the first week of the year. That that game's all but forgotten with Bama, Miami, and Clemson, Georgia. I don't even know if they've announced that time. Surely they have. I'm hoping it's 9 Eastern because we're going to be in Vegas, baby. It'll be whoop, 6 whoop. o'clock. The sun will still be up. <laughs> oh, that's nice. But anyway, I've got Oregon 11-1, and one, so that means when they lose to Ohio State, they run the table. I, I just think they are going to be too good defensively. They've got – Possibly the best defensive player in the nation in uh, Kayvon Thibodeau that Bama desperately wanted. Thought we had him and he spurned us for Oregon. You know, not not a terrible choice, but best of luck to him. I, I do like the – I love to watch him play. He's so good. So, I, I've got Oregon wrapping up the north and then – Not to rain on your Oregon parade, but I was not kidding about the Washington schedule. I'm going to see if I can reconvince you to come to my side – Oregon's last uh, two out of their last four games of the season are at Washington and at Utah. Yeah, they're going to smoke both those teams. Okay, never yeah. mind then. I need to, <laughs> maybe I need to change my pick to Oregon too. <laughs> well, I'm glad we differed on one. I can't believe we, we were the same in the Big 12. So, for the record, uh, ACC, I'm Clemson. Thomas Clemson, Big 10. We're both Ohio State. Big 12, we're both Iowa State. Pac-12, we're Oregon. I'm Oregon and Tom is Washington. So that kind of wraps up the P5, who we think could be uh, the conference champ. So now we're going to look at three teams outside of the SEC that could win the national title. And I don't even know if that's a good way to word this. It's it's so weird with, without three the or returning. Less. I'm sorry? Three or less. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's fine. I, if you have less than three, that's fine. With with no the only returning quarterback that of of merit would be Spencer Rattler and you and I don't even have him winning the Big Ten Big Twelve, which almost automatically means he's going to be eliminated from the playoffs. So my I don't know how you want to do this. I guess we'll just go kind of back and forth. I I'll go first. The obvious choice, and this is just really by. <clears throat> Process of elimination. I mean, Clemson's, they're going to have a good record. They're going to be 11-1, and maybe 12-0 and if they beat Georgia. I believe they're going to win the ACC title. So, that would put them at 12-1, and 13-0. So, I think they make the playoffs. They, I do believe DJ Uncle A is, is good. I don't think he's a Trevor Lawrence. And I tell you, Clemson's biggest loss, in my opinion, might not be Trevor Lawrence because, like we said, DJ is very good to step in. Not as good, but very good. But Travis Etienne, dude, he was a stud. Like this time mm-hmm. last year, if you would have said Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, I would have taken Etienne. That would have been the wrong choice, turns out. But that's how good he was. I did not know, you know, Najee came back for his senior year and really put his stamp on Alabama football, you know, got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he outshined ETN in all facets of the game. But going into the senior years, ETN was probably – I would have him a notch ahead of Najee. But I've got Clemson as – like I said, it's kind of a misleading topic. Can they win the national title? Maybe it's can they make the playoffs. And I've got Clemson as can make the playoffs and anything can happen. Dabo has a lot of confidence. His team plays a lot of confidence. So I would expect them to make a trip to the finals – whether or not they can win the last game remains to be seen. Yeah, and let, let's clarify this for our listener. Um, this this, this uh, title of, of this section is three teams outside of the SEC that could 
make the playoffs and win the national championship. That could. Now, we will be in a couple of weeks after we break down the final SEC West providing our actual predictions for playoff participation. I know people are on the edge of their seats, and this is how this is how we keep you reeled in. You know, we're, 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 just, we're just stringing the bait out there. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so just because we list them here, don't be – don't be getting after me because we are changing our mind in a couple of weeks. These are these are potential candidates, but agreed. Clemson, easy easy choice. They've been there, and there's a lot to be said for being there. A lot. People people underestimate that honestly. But if you look at the history of the playoff, it's it, teams that have been there perform well. First time participants tend to be a little shaky. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and and Clemson is is no first time participant. They have we've already went through that they have an easy route in the SEC. And I don't I don't care if they lose by two touchdowns to Georgia in the opener. People will jump up and down about that at the end of the year, and the argument will be, well, they got better. Oh and, yeah, and, the, and yeah. they probably did. But but that's the beauty of playing a tough game early on. You know where you stand, or know what you got to fix, or know what you're doing well, whatever the case may be. But by the end of the year, after they route every other substandard team in the ACC, they will absolutely be one of the uh, one of the favorites to make the playoffs and and can definitely win the title. You know, an interesting aside would be: Do you believe? Clemson can lose to Georgia first game of the year, non-conference. And then let's just say they lose at NC State, fourth game of the year, and then run the table, win the ACC championship game, two-loss uh, conference champion. And with their pedigree in the recent years, would they make the playoffs? That's another conversation for another podcast. Well, that, that, uh, yeah, a lot of that depends on the, the, the rest of the landscape. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they – in my opinion, they they get a they get a pass over other two loss teams. That would be the podcast. I don't have two losses. You have two losses. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of spinoff podcasts. There we'll are. have to open up some franchises. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. You're you're. Let, I'll let you go second, just in case we have the same team again. Uh, do you first off? Do you have three teams? Did you write down three? Just write down a couple. I, no, I did. I, I'll just I'll just go ahead and just lay it on you. Okay. Uh, I wrote down three teams and I excluded the Pac-12 as per usual. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I like Washington with their schedule, but I fully expect Washington to get uh, to get um, beaten in that second game versus Michigan, possibly, or. Even lose one of their Pac-12 team games, still make the title game, whatnot. They're they're not going to run the table. I don't think they'll. I, that's what it takes is the Pac-12 champ, in my opinion. Particularly that week, the week two team or the week two matchups are going to be really critical, and they need they really need both of those. And it's going to be tough because Oregon goes on the road and Washington goes on the road. Both road games. If I, I don't even think those are neutral games. I think no, those they're, are they're straight road. Yeah, I think they're straight. I think they were supposed to be at home last year and they got coveted out and uh, <clears throat> and so now they're on the uh, they're on the the road this year and so. That's going to be tough for them to win, and they need both of them. If they if they get both of them, 
I would change my opinion on whether or not they get in because then you got two bullets in your chamber to win the Pac-12 and get to the playoff. Because oh, yeah, then absolutely. you could actually afford a loss and be a 12-1 and champ or 11-1 and champ or whatever it is. And then you compare yourself versus one of the other leagues, which is obviously going to be the Big Ten, and now you get in over, uh, over one of those. So I, that's a huge weekend, but I, I don't see them getting there. So with that said, we both have Clemson. We both had Iowa State. We both had Ohio State. So those are my three that I expect would have a shot outside the ACC or SEC to get there. Okay, well, I, I didn't. I'm leaving the Big Ten out this year, and uh, here's why: I'm, I've got Oregon. If they secure the Pac-12 title, like I said, at eleven and one, I think the media is going to push for some variety in the playoffs. Nobody wants to see. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I do. Yet again. Well, <laughs> we do. As long as Bama's oh, in there, I don't it. care. <laughs> but, you know, the, the ratings on these games have been tanking. And, like, I don't, you know, obviously I don't care. Our, our rings, our national championship rings shine no less just because only 9.4 million people watched where three years ago 22.4, people, 22.4 million people watched. doesn't bother me a bit. But I've got Oregon in because – and I've got Iowa State. I've got them as the third team that could possibly win. And the reason why, I think you're going to have carnage on championship weekend. I see Ohio State. Like you said, they dodge Wisconsin and they dodge – who's the other one? Penn State? Iowa. 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 Okay. I think Wisconsin wins. The leaders of the legends, I get them confused. They win <laughs> their division – and Ohio State drops the one game, and then they lose on championship weekend. They're out. So I've got Clemson, Oregon, and Iowa State. And Iowa State winning the rematch against Oklahoma if the cheerleader votes as she should and puts Iowa State versus Oklahoma in. I figure she will. Iowa State takes away all doubt that the the win against Oklahoma was a fluke and they get in first two lost team to get in of course they will they will be the sacrificial lamb to the SEC champion who will that be we'll have to tune in in a couple of weeks to find out all right so that kind of wraps it up no big whoop there whoa 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 wraps what oh three teams up yeah wraps up three teams yeah. i mean it was obvious where we're going to pick between Clemson Ohio State Iowa State, Oregon, and Washington, we were going to pick three of those teams. Now, here's the fun part to me. It's the wild card. And I'm going to let you go first because I, I'm going to go a little in-depth. Probably going to run short on time, Tom. I know that is a, a shocker <laughs> to you. But I have some some extensive notes written down on my wild card. So I'm, I'm let sure you since we hadn't talked before, you're going to turn green in the face and we have the same team or whatnot. But actually, I wrote down two teams. I'm I'm a stickler for avoiding the rules. His outline clearly says one wild card one team. One wild card. So I immediately went to two teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope, hopefully I'll just throw a dart into one of his teams that bust his balloon there. But I've only got one team, so not one of my teams. His only team because he's a rule follower. Mm, okay. All right. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm trying to get into the head of a Tiffin here, which is tough because they're they're known for their steely resolve, you know, and to block out all the landscape we saw. But of course, his cousins that kick 
don't have the resolve that Tiffin does the, or JT does. So, <laughs> dude. Oh. oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? I was psyching myself up for my things. Have you been drinking? Isn't it podcast night? <laughs> <laughs> it's my excuse around the house. I have to have these drinks, honey. It's a podcast night. All right. So my first team, because I am going to go to my first team is Cincinnati. Cincinnati group of five was a G five, and and this is this was not to win at all. This was to make the playoffs. Okay. So gotcha. so you know the national. There's a lot of national folks that are itching to get a G five team in there. Cincinnati had a heck of a season last year. I think they were eleven and one, eleven and two. And they actually had a big road game or a big bowl game win against who was it? Was it Georgia? No, no, they lost on last second field goal. Oh, there you go, there you go. So they were in that game all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, their schedule this year, of course, they play in the AAC. I say, of course, a lot of you didn't know that. Don't pretend like you did, but they play in the AAC. They should have no trouble in conference. They have two critical out-of-conference games, both of them on the road, and one of them's against Notre Dame, which I feel like they have a better shot at winning that one. The other one is at Indiana. You know, and I had already kind of mentioned how good I thought Indiana was as far as offensively in the Big Ten, and they're going to be seasons. Now, that may be a game that Indiana overlooks because of how tough their interconference schedule is, and Cincinnati could slip up. Now, make no bones about it. The, the topic here, as I read it off the sheet that was sent to me by JT, was one wildcard team that can make the playoffs if everything fell perfectly. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lot of things, but that definitely has to fall perfectly. They have to win both Indiana and Notre Dame on the road to make it. Of course, they got to they run the table, but those oh, are yeah. two yeah. toughest games. So I think they have a shot at that. Now, yeah. here's my balloon buster for you. This may not be your pick. I'm just trying to get into the head. You know, I'm just in there just dodging and weaving and poking. <laughs> team Spit it that, out, liberal. <laughs> team that could make the playoffs if everything fell perfectly. The Miami Hurricanes. Oh, my God. No, you did not. Did you, is that your team? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I'm in, I'm in your head. I'm in there. All right, dude. Since you picked two teams, you got to be short and sweet on this because I did. Like I was taking time out of my work day to work it. on this. <laughs> well, basically, if you look at Miami's schedule after the Alabama game, they will be favored in every game on their schedule, with the possible exception of at North Carolina. That's a tough game. But if they can gear up and win that game at North Carolina, that puts them in the ACC title game. If you make the ACC title game at 11-1, and one, I don't care if you're facing the undefeated Clemson, you've got a shot. I mean, when, you, when, you, when you're good enough to get there with one loss, you're good enough to win that game. It, it's always – I mean, heck, Northwestern give Ohio State a game last year. Uh, you know, the, when you get a one-game playoff to get there, you've got an opportunity. Absolutely, and that's 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 my reasoning. They'll 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 get a good game, and they have a good team. I mean, Derek King may be the best player in the ACC this year. Hey, and, I said short and sweet, dude. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. You want to hit a lot of highlights, <laughs> guys. I need some props for this. I knew I was going to nail that. <laughs> I knew it. I had Miami first on my sheet, and I was like, he wants Miami. I'm going to go Cincinnati first, give him a little, <laughs> a little ray of hope, and then I'm going to crush him. Sorry. Go ahead. You go. Okay. 
Well, and here's exactly the how I worded it on my sheet. I put Miami exclamation point. Hear me out. Okay, because here's the deal. I do have, I've got Miami at 11 and 1 in my scenario. And I've got, I do not have them losing in this scenario, falling perfectly. I do not have them losing in week one. Okay. Here's the reason why. Since 2007, Saban is 12 and 1 in our marquee non conference matchups. And Let's be honest, every Bama fan, we, we like to act like Auburn fans here. We, we pretend like 2007 doesn't exist because it was Saban's first year. But if you remember, we did play 2007. We played Florida State at Jacksonville. We lost that one. Since then, in order from 08 to 19, we beat Clemson, Virginia Tech, Penn State, Penn State, Michigan, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Wisconsin, USC, Florida State, Louisville, and Duke. And the only reason we played Duke in 19 is because Clemson backed out. They were supposed to be there. And Dabo, let's see, 19, why did he not want to play us then? Because Trevor Lawrence would have been a sophomore. But he didn't want to play us because that that was – or at least that was a scuttlebutt on the internet. And so something else up. to be said about that that lineup of teams there that you just run through, and I don't remember them all in order. But when we were playing Virginia Tech, they were perennial top ten. Oh yeah. When we scheduled Louisville, they had Lamar Jackson the yes. previous year and went thirteen and one. I mean, we were scheduling teams that were were kicking butt. You know, we weren't trying to just get in there and play a team that we wanted to test ourselves against premium competition so sorry oh yeah and which of course now clemson virginia tech michigan virginia tech west virginia a lot of those were the first game of the year penn state home and away that wasn't the first game of the year but you remember 17 that's when we knocked out deandre francois for florida state like we were the game it was like one versus three two versus four something that was very high is that the dude that beat ricky bobby and talladega knights that yes yes he said a top of the pole yeah he drove the Perrier car. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, back to I discovered the that we're 12-1 and one under Saban, and we're 12 in a row. How much longer can this go on? I mean, honestly. Well, is tell me, one, how many non-conference games have we won in a row? Oh, we hadn't been beat since Louisiana Monroe, to my knowledge. It's something like, what, 50, 60? So, I'm going to say the openers yeah. can go that long, too. So, you're it's a little ridiculous. premature in stopping us at 12. But go ahead. But, honestly, it – it's got to end eventually. You know, we're going to be upset by someone. And Derek King is back, probably the best quarterback we will face until Ole Miss. Whoever would have thought that would have been a, a comment you could make without belly laughing. But Matt Corral is very good. He is. Our skill position on offense are going to be very talented but very green. We've lost Smitty. We have lost uh, Najee Harris. We have lost our quarterback. Granted, Bryce Young has a metric ton of talent. Mechie is back. We have we've got a lot of young receivers that we think are going to blossom. I just saw yesterday Jaleel Billingsley has been in the doghouse. Apparently today was his first day of practice. He hadn't been doing what he needs to do. You know he was probably the second or third best tight end. He's probably the third best tight end in the league last year. I know you had Pitts from Florida, and I think you had the Texas A&M guy. His name escapes me. Would be considered above Billingsley, but at the by the end of the year, Billingsley was such a weapon. And we'd have enough offensive linemen returning. But I'm just saying, if they can keep it close, and what that does, if they beat us, they have a huge trump card for the rest of the season. 
they could drop one to North Carolina. They, they might even could drop two as long as they beat Clemson because at the end of the year, who else is going to have wins over Alabama and Clemson? There's only a handful of teams even going to have an opportunity. Georgia would be one of them. And I guess Miami is the only other team that could, could have that. So they dodge Clemson until the title game. They have a bye before North Carolina. And I agree with you, that's going to be their toughest game on paper. Mac Brown, heck of a coach. and But they do have a bye before they play them. What's concerning, they travel to Pittsburgh and they host Virginia Tech. So really between North Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Virginia Tech, they have to go 2-1. If they beat us, can go 2-1, then they've got a one-shot deal, like you said, against Clemson in the ACC championship game. I mean, they're my wild card. I never thought in a million years you would pick them, but here we are. It's because you don't know me as well as I know you. But I, <laughs> but I will say this. That's a stretch, thinking that they uh, they will beat us. It is, um, it is, but I mean, we've got to, you know, we got to fill some time, I'm not, Tom. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that Alabama's not going to potentially lose a game, and they, they, they've been known to do that. But, and of course, Miami is ranked, so it wouldn't be losing to an unranked team. But if you look back at Alabama's losses over the past, uh, you know, Saban years, I think. I think probably the you, you chime in here because I'm trying to remember probably the biggest spread that we had that we lost to was probably South Carolina in 2010. I don't remember what it was though. I couldn't tell you. I assume we were favored. <laughs> we definitely favored. <laughs> uh. <laughs> probably, but honestly, that was at the beginning of the the dynasty. I bet we weren't favored by more than ten. Well, we we may not have been. I'm I'm trying to remember in my mind which which is the biggest upset that we that we've had. Auburn probably beat us as a ten or twelve point dog. Yeah. I'm. I'm point being, Miami's eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be a. It would be, It'd be a colossal. It would upset. lead. It would be a Stanford over USC type upset. It will Eight. lead Sports Center if they beat us. Yeah. Stanford was what, a 29 or 31 point dog when they beat USC back in the early 2000s when they were on their run? Yeah. 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 yeah so it, it would be along the lines of that. Uh, I, I agree. And that, that was just kind of for fun. But, you know, this is Alabama is a team that we had. Quarterback tryouts in 2016 against USC and beat them 52 to six. We did. I mean, we ran Blake Barnett out there and he gets sacked and loses his shoe during the headlights. We put Jalen Hurts out there. His first snap ever is a fumble that is recovered by USC. They get up on us three nothing, and we commence to run out, go on a 52 to three run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I, that, I guess that's my point is with Bryce Young, a quarterback who has never started the game for Alabama. Mechie is your go-to receiver. No knock on him, but let's be honest, he is not Jalen Waddle. He is not uh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, or the Slim Reaper. If they can rattle us early, maybe get a quick turnover, they could be in the game. Do I think it's going to happen? No. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert for the Game Week podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm I'm keeping my prediction in my pocket, sir. (laughs) Well, you know, our listeners will probably forget by then, but uh, I don't have anything else. Tom, do you have anything else? Wrap it up, brother. All right. Well, Tom, I'll say it every week, and I'm going to say it again this week. If you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early, and you have to hate often. Roll Tide. Take it easy, guys. Junior is great.